Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 12.34 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer out of the home office along with Brendan Escott at the 630 Chad Studios. This is Oilers Now where guests receive uh, gift certificates from Roos Chris Steakhouse. The greatest steak you've ever had. Edmonton owned and operated open Wednesday through Sunday night from 5 p.m. until close. Head down to 9990 Jasper Avenue and tell Brendan, Maggie, and Taylor and the staff at Roos Chris that Oilers Now sent you. Momentarily we'll get into the Oilers Now audio vault for our friends at Direct Work War, but not before we go on our top story brought to you by great rock exteriors mother nature wreaks havoc on your home book your free uh, no obligation inspection today visit grayrockexteriors.ca well what will the Edmonton Oilers do moving forward here uh, we've discussed the numbers. Big step uh, for the Oilers from 2018 to 2019 to 2019-2020. Edmonton in, improving from 25th to 12th in points percentage. Uh, from 20th goals for per game to 14th. From 25th in goals against per game to 15th. Uh, from 9th on the power play to first on the power play. The biggest area of improvement, the penalty kill. From 30th to 2nd, the Oilers also improved their save percentage from 27th to 14th. However, the 5-on-5 play remains a concern. The Oilers uh, in 18-19 were 28th in shots for they were 29th this past year uh, at around 29 shots per game. Uh, conversely, shots against uh, the Oilers have been pretty much static there as well. 19th this, uh, uh, a year ago and 20th this year, right around 31.7 uh, to 32 shots per game. Here's an interesting stats for you. Uh, in terms of goals for per game, five on five, the Oilers finished 23rd in 1819, 23rd in the league with 1.78 five-on-five goals per game. They had 146 on the balance of an 82-game schedule. This past year, in 71 games, they had 141 goals, so they were up to close to two goals per game. They finished 16th, so that was a step forward. But they're still giving up too many goals against five-on-five. Oilers a year ago finished 24th in the league, giving up 2.17 goals against per game. This past year, they actually were worse. They were 28th in the league at uh, 2.21. So 
basically you can read between the lines of what happened here with the Oilers. They vastly improved their penalty kill. They had a better save percentage in large part to what happened on the penalty kill, and that improved their overall goals against, but they did not improve their five-on-five play. So the two obvious spots in the team, there's a hole in the second line left wing that was apparent throughout the course of the playoff or the series when uh, Dave Tippett elected to go with Ryan Nugent Hopkins with Connor McDavid uh, and Tyler Ennis was okay for a game and a half and then Athanasiu unfortunately didn't get much accomplished uh, when he was given the opportunity up with Dreisaitl and Yamamoto so they need a they need a left winger in their top six I think that's a fair assessment and then uh, despite the work that Riley Shane it's, it's got to be noted he did a good job in the face-off circle and a good job in the PK uh, a good job in the PK in the regular season was just over 50 percent on the face-off circle but was that about that was in the regular season worked on I'm told worked on his uh, face-offs uh, during the stop and was up around 65% in the playoffs, but didn't give the Oilers much of a push 5v5. Now, Edmonton also uh, in, in the uh, series against Chicago. The Oilers also didn't have much happening with Zach Cassian, and for that matter, Andreas Athanasiu, two fleet-footed players. Uh, Cassian's obviously going to get an opportunity. He's just signed a four-year extension. He's going to need to be a lot better. Athanasiu, $3 million cap hit versus basically any person you ask uh, in the hockey circle say they'd be surprised at the stage if Athanasiu was indeed qualified. All right, two sub-texts on the Ashley Five Floors text line. Elliot Friedman on the show. We were talking a bit about the situation with Toronto and Edmonton. And uh, former defenseman Marcus texts the show to say, here's the problem with Toronto's roster. Tavares is overpaid by approximately $2 million per season. I say this not in relation to his teammates, but in relation to the league. The other one is Nylander. He's worth $6 million max. Well, he's getting $7 million, and it's not real dollars, former defenseman uh, Mark, because uh, they front-loaded a lot, because that's what Toronto can do. Uh, who uh, would you want uh, out of Toronto if you were a Holland, and what defenseman would you be dangling? I'm not looking at their roster right now, but unless it's a lower-end deal, I wouldn't want a top-six forward off their roster, not because they wouldn't measure the current roster, because that wouldn't work with the math of the cap. The two obvious guys, it's Kapanen and uh, Andreas Janssen. Those are the two obvious guys, one of those two guys. And the fit for the Leafs is probably Larson, who's in the last year of his deal. Now, that said, I believe that Adam Larson will cost less than $4.1 million in his next contract. And if he's in the threes and he's in your second pairing as a right-shot guy that can stop a cycle, that's a serviceable price point. And therein lies the rub for the Oilers. This guy's still only 27, turns 28 in the fall. Uh, some would say the Oilers should just come back with the same top four and change out their bottom pairing. And the irony is their top four struggled throughout the series with Chicago. Russell and Benning, who were here right from day one of phase two at Edmonton, were, you know, played kind of on the level that you were hoping that they'd play at. So anyhow, no uh, wrong answers at this time of the year. Again, you can uh, text us at 780-496-0063. Dirk says, Bob, we need to be patient, develop the young defense, and add a marquee goalie. Look at what happened in Philly from uh, Dirk. Well, Philly got Carter Hart. They're a different team with Carter Hart. That is a fair assessment. Another texter says, Bob, the owners only need to upgrade their goaltending team defense and strength down the middle. Then... uh, change from uh and then they'll change from regular season pretenders to playoff contenders well a year ago at this time people didn't believe they'd even be regular season pretenders keep that in mind and and i think for a lot of you out there you do look at it and say you know 
all right, I'm not happy about the way the playoff series went. The team did not perform at the level that they needed to, but there were strides, and uh, I've got some confidence they'll continue to grow. But there's no question they're going to have to change out. I mean, I don't think they can come back with the same goaltending tandem. I want to see Bouchard get an opportunity, uh, Jones to get an opportunity. It's interesting. I know David Staples called to hockey. He thinks Jones is as good as uh, Ethan Bear. Um I'm not quite convinced of that yet, only because Ethan Bear, what he showed us in 71 games this year was pretty impressive. And Jones has had a, a shorter time frame to uh, show what he can do. So time will tell in that regard. Two, at this time, we're going to go into the Oilers Now Audio Vault, and it is presented daily by our friends. Where did it go here? There it is. Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings. In Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at uh, directworkwear.com. Connor McDavid, speaking uh, about an hour and a half ago, had this to stay on the current state of the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, I mean, uh, let's take where, where we're at and then this, this offseason as opposed to the last offseason. So we've definitely made strides. Um, you know, we've definitely brought in pieces and um, you know, have a little more stability, I think. Um, you know, last season we didn't even have a GM. Um, you know, we, you know, there was lots of questions what was going to happen in the coaching spot, and, and you know, now that those holes have been, been filled, and, and uh, you know, with great, uh, great people, and, and uh, you know, definitely a little, a lot more stability. And um, in terms of the players, I think we took a step in the right direction. Um, with, you know, knowing what. Uh, we have to do to be successful um you know we did most of the regular season and obviously when it came you know time when it mattered most we we, we dropped the ball but um you know i think uh, we still made some steps and um you know we'll, we'll, we'll learn and, and grow from it mcdavid uh, added some additional comments on uh dave tippett's impact and the strategy and the morale of the team yep um Tip obviously, um, you know, had lots of, lots of uh, success coaching. Um, you know, everyone kind of thinks that, you know, he's kind of got that that stere- you know, stereotype, I guess, uh, of of being, you know, a defensive-minded coach, and and he is, but um, you know, he still promotes offense as well. So um, I really like, uh, you know, where his systems are at. Um, on a personal level, I think uh, you know he, he does a great job of uh, of building relationships with his players. Um, you know only really speak for myself and, and uh, you know, made him get along great and, and see eye to eye. So, um, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely have liked uh, working with Tip. Uh, McDavid was then asked on how uh, and when he'll reflect upon the season that was. Yeah, I think, uh, like anyone, you just need to take time. I mean, it's easy for fans and media to sit back and and, uh, and want to diagnose and, and want to, uh, you know, get right down to it. But, you know, as a player, um you know, it's, it's it's a little different. You need a break. You need to relax and, and you know try to uh, try to um, you know look at it with with uh, you know more of a clear head. I think you know when it's so when it's so sudden, it's very easy to be frustrated and very easy to uh, you know you're just not thinking clearly. So I think you know you need to clear your head first and look back at it and. Take the positives, take the negatives, and, and uh, you know, figure out what, uh, what what exactly went wrong. Uh, Connor McDavid also uh, was asked about uh, where the team, emphasis on the word team, is at uh, defensively. You know, obviously, it's not where it needs to be. Um, you know, teams that win are the teams that defend, and 
you know, we uh, we haven't seemed to figure that out yet. So, um, like I said, I, th- I thought we did. You know, I'm, I don't know how, how else to say. It. I thought we took some big steps. You know, playing playing defensively uh, during the season. Yeah, just wasn't there in the, in, in the regular season. Um, you know, personally, um, obviously it could be better. Um, you know, but uh, you know, it's yeah, I mean, whatever. Yeah, could be better. <laughs> oh, that's uh, you know, Brendan. It's funny, right? Like he's captain of the team, and he's so cog- cognizant that he doesn't want to disparage anybody else. So he focuses, obviously. Is that how you interpreted that? Like he knows they made strides during the, the the regular season. He knows it wasn't good in the playoffs. And he knows that he has to take personal ownership for because that's what good players do. I mean, what's a guy going to sit there and say, well, I, I picked up nine points in four games. I was a plus player, and we got outscored 5-1 when me, Connor, or me, Leon, and Nuge weren't on the ice. Like, obviously, hey, they gave up too many goals. They scored enough goals to win the series. It's it's that simple. And he, all of the other players, would you not agree? All The one thing we saw against Chicago is there were a lot of players out there, Brendan, that needed to improve upon their defensive zone awareness. Fair assessment? Very fair assessment from shot blocking to coverage, et cetera, et cetera. Go down the list. Here's the thing. You got to do something. You got to have a dimension as a player. Do something. You know, if you're being called upon to be the primary scorers on a hockey club, you got to score. Uh, if your job's to check, check. If your job's to be a penalty killer, be a good penalty killer. And again, the numbers suggest that the Oilers' underbelly was there to be exposed 5v5. And it did a little bit against Chicago. And they didn't own the Hawks on the special teams. And they lost game three and game four, one goal games. And they really only played well, in my opinion, in the third period of the series, game four against Chicago. That's when they elevated their level of the play. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Final comment from McDavid on expectation uh, for the offseason. Well, I mean, it's going to be different, uh, you know, just going to be home in, in, in the fall and the start of winter. So, I mean, that's going to be new. But um, in terms of uh, talking to the guys, I'm sure there's going to be lots of uh, lots of back and forth on, um, you know, what, what everyone thinks should happen, you know, similar to the situation, um, you know, about coming back before the break. So I'm sure there's going to be lots of, lots of different questions about what's going on and, you know, fans in the building or they're not or are you in a bubble or are we traveling you know what, what's the deal so um I'm sure there's gonna be lots of back and forth and uh, yeah i'm sure that, yeah all right uh, that's connor mcdavid darnell nurse also spoke today we're in the Oilers now audio vault for direct work where uh nurse had this to say looking back on the chicago series in the 2019-20 season to be honest i mean like you, know, you sit down the first couple of days probably sit down and think about it, try to solve the issues of the world but yeah look it, it didn't go how any of us wanted it to go is it uh we all want to be still playing hockey right now um you can sit uh sit here week after week um digging ourselves into a hole and beating ourselves up over it or we can um or we can learn from learn from what we went through and and um you know that's Everyone's 
pissed off about it. I think that's the best way to, to describe it. But I mean, like I said, you could beat yourself over over the head with it for weeks. Um, and is, is that gonna bring you back in a, a better mind state and a, a better mind frame, or is it gonna, you know, affect you and in, in your goals for for next season? So, yeah, it, it, you know, there's a there's a taste in everyone's mouth that's very, um, you know, that no one likes, and you need to find a way to to not have that taste. And, and, and we've had it four out of five years here, so um, we know we need to, you know, we need to be better. Darnell Nurse also added some additional comments on the uh, building chemistry he has with Ethan Bear. Yeah, I think there was a lot of growth um, from obviously Bears. He kind of got thrust into a into a position there early on in the year where uh, he just took off and had, had a great year. And I think uh, as a deep pair, it was always nice to look over and know the guy uh, that you're playing with and and know you know where he's going to be on the ice. He kind of kind of got to that point. Uh, by the end of the year so yeah I think it was definitely a, a year where we had a lot of growth as a pair and it, it's exciting to it's exciting to have uh, you know that we'll have the opportunity to hopefully do it again next year yeah that's my expectation is that's a stone cold mortal lock that those two guys uh, you know end up playing together I mean they tremendous strides during the year and Ethan Bear was a big part of that Ethan Bear Connor Yamamoto uh, those were two swings that I think some people didn't see uh, Dave Tippett gave me an indication actually at a, an event early in the year that he was quite taken aback as to how far Ethan Bear had come and how good he looked uh, in the captain skates in the fall uh, in Connor Yamamoto's case if you'd seen the first four games in the American Hockey League uh, this year you knew he was a different player came up at 26 points went plus 17 in 27 games uh, most of which was spent playing with Nugent Hopkins and Drysaddle. That line, by the way, went 14-5-5 five, and five in the 24 games that they played together. The Oilers did. Uh, and Connor Yamamoto had these comments about his growth uh, over the last year. I'd say my game-wise, it's definitely changed um, you know, a bit. Just feeling more confident um, you know, with the puck. Um, you know, I feel like I fit in with the group a lot better. Um, but... You know, I feel like um, personality, you know, hasn't really changed. Um, you know, still really energetic. Um, kind of just like to have a good time. So uh, he made a couple uh, strips uh, hounding the puck, and uh, that resulted in goals. He didn't score during the course of the uh, playoffs, and some have suggested. Uh, during the qualifiers, some have suggested uh, that he wasn't effective. But uh, Yamamoto had this perspective on uh, the postseason. Uh, I learned a lot. Uh, one thing I learned um, this year was playoffs are hard to hard to win. Doesn't matter who you're playing against, um, what team you're playing against. Um, it's a very hard battle, and um, you got to put your best foot forward to win those games. That is Kyler Yamamoto. It is 12:51 in Edmonton. When we come, I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Back for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, Brendan Escott will have NHL today. Bob Stoffer and Brendan with you on Oilers Now. Hi, this is Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl, obviously, uh, third overall pick, 2014 draft. That one worked out for the Oilers. He's up for the Hart Trophy. Tim Stutzla, uh, Stutzla will be either going second or third in the NHL draft this year. And there's a couple other intriguing German uh, forwards, though I would suggest to you they're probably more in the range of about 18 to 26, 27. The Oilers are drafting 14th. Um, I know there's some people that like Seth Jarvis out of Portland. Uh, Ridley Gregg is a tenacious sort of Darcy Tucker-esque third-line center that's playing in Brandon. Uh, Caden Gooley is the big defenseman out of Prince Albert. Um could be interesting. A couple of good French. Uh, uh, is it Pelt? What's the? There's a kid that had an injury played year this year at the Quebec League that is very uh, intriguing. Some some guys like Dawson Mercer who uh, played for Team Canada World Juniors, though he's not an explosive skater. So uh, we're gonna have some draft talk coming up, but not this week. We go into NHL today for elite promotional marketing. Your local branded merchandising specialists head to ElitePromotionalMarketing.com and back at the 630 Chet Studios, the one and only Brendan Escott. All right, Bob. Jamie Alexiak broke the hearts of Calgary fans with about 30 seconds left last night to tie that series up at one game apiece. Game three goes tonight, 8.30 our time. Uh, Columbus and Carolina both even in their series, while Vegas went up uh, 2-0 over Chicago, an overtime winner there. Arizona-Colorado already underway. It's tied at one at the first intermission. Montreal and Philly going to drop the puck in about 10 minutes time here. Vancouver will try to add to its series lead over St. Louis at 4.30 and then the Islanders trying to do the same against Washington out east. P.K. Subban, Henrik Lundqvist and Matt Dumba all named King Clancy Memorial Trophy finalists. That's the one that uh, is given to the player that best exemplifies leadership qualities on and off the ice and has made a noteworthy humanitarian contribution to his community. Habs head coach Claude Julien returned to Montreal to rest after having a stent installed in a, an artery in his heart. Uh, he will now need to follow re-entry protocol if he's to return to the bubble in Toronto. He's already been ruled out for the rest of the series against Philly, but he is expected to make a full recovery there. So good news on the front of Claude Julien. Uh, AJHL announcing a delayed start to the upcoming season. No particular date, as they said they're going to adhere to regulations from the Alberta Health Authorities as well as Hockey Alberta and both of those return to to, uh, play or return to normalcy protocols I suppose. Um, Interestingly though they've started something called a developmental season and they provided next to no details on it that I've been able to find but it looks like it'll function with sort of an uh, exhibition theme to it if you will and uh, camps will be opening up on August 31st. Quebec League's going to play Starting in October, uh, late September, actually, without fans. That's that's in- interesting to me. Uh, all right, so I mentioned Seth Jar- uh, Jarvis out of Portland, uh, high-scoring uh, winger. Uh, Dawson Mercer, who was part of Team Canada out of Drummondville. Uh, Anton Lundell's a center. 
uh, with HIFK. Some people think he's a third-line center. Hendricks Lapierre, injury plague. That was the player I was thinking of. Uh, Pelche was the kid that the Flames drafted last year. Uh, Lapierre's out of Shakutami. John Jason Paterka is a left wing that played for uh, Munich over in Germany. Uh, and then Reichel was the other German kid uh, that might be, well, those guys are likely to be in the range. Connor Zeri out of Kamloops, Ridley, uh, Greg, those guys are all forwards. Caden Gooley, um, I'd be surprised if he's there at 14. And if he is, do you draft the defenseman uh, with your first round pick three years in a row? I, most actually, I, I, that's a question we can have, and you can text us at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. And again, we'll be talking more about the draft coming up. Do you just take the best available player it, it, on your board? Does it matter what position it is? Uh, and some have said, "What about Askarov, the Russian goaltender?" Uh, that is, boy, that <laughs> I know some guys love him, and some guys think he's got a poor catching hand. Um, I'd like to know what people think. Best available player? Or do you think the Oilers need to draft by organizational need? They're a little bit light in forward prospects. Shoot us a text on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. 780 Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And we'll come back with longtime Washington Capital player and broadcaster Al May. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.